Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and welcome, my friends, to tonight's Friday night spiritual night. Relax, let go, and be with Charles Show. Tonight, my friends, we have a very special guest, Sarah Bauer from the Inland Northwest Unitarian Universalist community. And she's going to be sharing all the wonderful things that community has to offer us, a little bit about her journey, spiritually becoming all that she is, and being part of this amazing group that's sharing love and welcoming all and being a place for your spiritual growth and your spiritual awareness. Let's let the music play as it. Welcome, 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 my friends, to tonight's Relax, Let Go, and Be With Charles Show. We're here for a Friday night spiritual night, our last Friday night spiritual night of January. And, my friends, it's going to be an awesome show. We have Sarah Bauer of the Inland Northwest Unitarian Universalist Community. She's going to be sharing about all this wonderful community has to offer for us all. She's also going to have a little guided spiritual meditation for us at the end of the show. Before we get started... I just want to say thank you and welcome for allowing us to be part of your meditation, your awareness, your spiritual experience. And we've had quite a journey this month, my friends. We started with Here We Go, Love and Inspiration for the New Year. We had a show about the beautiful connections in our lives. On Wednesday the 11th, we started a two-part series called The Awesomeness of the Soul and connecting with your soul and understanding and become more aware of the insights 
from your soul and how your mind and body and spirit can bring so much beautifulness into your life. We had a show about manifesting your dreams for 2023 and beyond, which Adam Bodie was a co-host on that show. He's joining me tonight. He's co-hosting and he's engineering the show tonight. So Adam is, Adam is really learning a lot of things, and he's, he's with us tonight to share and ask questions as well. We had a great show about why are we here, which was a part two of our soul. Then we did two parts about being angry. We had a Friday and Monday show about being angry and how to work through the challenges with anger. And I talked about what I went through as a child and a teenager and as an adult and all the things that I learned and shared with friends and family and clients about anger anger management, about constructive and compassionate and loving ways, loving ways to yourself to deal with anger and to those around you. And then on Wednesday night, we had a very exciting show. We, we had a call-in show where we talked about the inspirations and dreams for the new year. We had some great callers, Tanya, Tracy, uh, a few other people joined us on the show and shared some beautiful things. And I love that we're coming to the into the month with this beautiful show and sharing about another part of the community, another way to find your awareness and your experience and your spiritual growth. There's so many different ways and so many different groups and, and communities and, and individuals. And we have been reaching out and some of you have been reaching out to me with friends that and family members and community members that you think might be good uh, good people to be on the show, and I welcome that, my friends. You can send an email anytime you want to relaxletgobe at gmail.com, and I love hearing about other people that we can share their stories, we can share their, their lifetimes, their experiences, because we all, by sharing about each other, by sharing about our experiences and about what we have to share with each other, that's how we all grow. That's how we all learn. And we find different teachers and different mentors and different moments in our lives that lead us to amazingly inspired moments. And so I'm so happy that we're going to have Sarah on with us tonight. And before we do, quick announcement. We are going to be off next week. So this is going to be our last show of the month. We're taking next week off. We are making some changes in our behind the scenes, in our studio, and in our uh, packages and our our hosting agreements so what's going to happen is about sunday afternoon uh, a good percentage of our old shows everything from that's that's older than about two months ago is going to go away and that's okay we've we've enjoyed it they've gotten a lot of listens and we're changing some format and some things and so our shows from about mid-november on will all still be there and then, of course, we're going to have a lot of new shows coming. And we, our quality has increased. Our, our, I, I've learned. <laughs> I had someone the other day that told me, it's like, Charles, your shows are so much better the last quarter of the year. Like, you've really gotten onto a flow. Well, when you do things like this, you learn. You get better. <laughs> the technology. If you've listened long enough, you know that Adam and I have had some shows where we had some technical difficulties here and there. And... We've learned, and and if you've been following this show, you know, and you've been you were introduced to Adam at New Year's Eve last year, and you've seen what a wonderful growth and awareness, and how he has become more confident and has his voice, and and he shared before struggling with autism, 
and growing up trans and the different things that impacted his life and, and how much being on this show and being a part of this has really been a, a part of his growth and a part of his healing. And, and I am touched and humbled that uh, we were connected uh, years ago at a time when he was in need and came to C-Flag and then a, few, a couple years ago when we were getting ready to start all this up. And so I'm very happy to have Adam with us tonight. So we got all the housekeeping over. So let's welcome Sarah Bauer to the show. And Adam is going to be joining me as co-host. And are you there, Sarah? I am. Hello. Awesome. Thank you Hello. both. Yes. And so tell us a little bit about you. You, you grew up in this area. Yeah, I did. I was um, born and raised in Spokane, Washington, and um, I grew up attending. My mom started taking me to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Spokane when I was about four. So I grew up um, going to that in that faith and going to that church. Uh, and then I, when I was 18, after high school, I moved over to Bellingham, Washington, where I attended university at, at Western, and also found a wonderful Unitarian fellowship over there called the Bellingham Unitarian Fellowship or BUFF for short. And I loved, got to be a part of their community and sing in their choir. Um, And I worked on my degree in human services through Western, did a lot of like inequity kind of studies, um, social justice kind of focused work and uh um and then I also obtained a minor in sociology and worked in a couple of nonprofits and then I moved back to Spokane um end of twenty nineteen, just in time before the pandemic. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and yeah. and so you're universal unitarian <laughs> easy for me to say Unitarian Universalist. They're very, yeah. is it right to say kind of non-denominational or all denominational? Yeah. You share and welcome um, from a lot of belief systems, right? Yeah, exactly. We have a lot of folks from varying different faith backgrounds and traditions and kind of all find a home together um, as Unitarian Universalists. And for me, that was like what I was raised with. So uh, a lot of folks come find Unitarian Universalism Later in life, maybe they've experienced religious trauma other places and are trying to kind of find a community that fits them better. So a lot of a lot of our community members do kind of find us that way. But um, there are also a lot of us that were raised in the faith, and I am one of those. And it's actually not very – it's not the most common thing to have for the younger people to continue on and keep doing work within the church Um but it's really been a passion of mine. And so, yeah, I've gotten highly involved with this um, newer community that we started called the Inland Northwest Unitarian Universalist Community. And we've been a part of that basically grassroots movement to start that church since 2020. And this year, currently, I serve as the governing circle um, president, the board president. And that role for me will be up in July. But Wow. So. so for you personally, no, no, well, first let's talk about the religion for a moment. They're very, and that's one thing that I, I've, I've worked with people from the church over the years, uh, more back in the 90s and early 2000s. But one of the things that impressed me is that it really is a, a blend of Christianity, 
the, there's some Buddhism, there's some there, there's there's some uh, Islamic or Muslim. It, it it truly does draw the best from all religions. Is that accurate? Yeah, I would say so. It um, it has its roots in so the Unitarian side of the faith and Universalism were two separate religions that um, came together and merged as kind of a new like the modern UU movement was born in the 1960s um, when the two faiths merged. And at that point they created um, principles that we kind of follow. We don't follow a a text, like a religious text of the Bible or anything, um, but we do have seven principles and there is an eighth principle that has been adopted by a lot of churches, um, including ours. But so there's, seven or eight principles, depending on who you talk to, and then six sources that we draw on, um, which we kind of, we say that we draw from, we draw from faith, faith and spiritual communities around the world. Um, and yeah, so there's a lot of it's Christian and Jewish kind of roots and now kind of encompasses so much more Buddhist, Christian, Hindu, Humanists, um, pagan, Muslim, Jewish. Oh, I think I already said Jewish, but yes. So lots of folks. Atheists, too. Nice. Atheists, no. agnostics. <laughs> so very inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. And the other way that you're of... inclusive, go, go ahead. Oh, I just was going to say that. Um... Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, a, a, a primary focus is that, like, we're kind of all coming together to focus on how we do good in this world now and not so much, we don't give as much thought to what comes before life or what comes after, but you know, what we know is we have this life to make the most of. And I think a lot of us would agree to that very fundamental basic principle. Yes. Cause we're no matter what is a, is a, is before or after or that all work and might be connected to in different ways. It's, and I've said it too, and I do a lot of work that, that encompasses some of that type of work too, but I tell people what you have to focus on is the here and now. Whatever your soul consciousness awareness is that's vested itself, it's vested itself in this life, in this right now, and in what we can do to create a better world for ourselves and for those around us, that's that's the important thing. That's that matters more than any of the other things. You're here right now. You're in this body. You're in this life. This is what's important. This is what you've been. Fo- this is what everything that you are is focused on. So I love that. Uh, and I was going to say you're also very inclusive of all individuals. Yeah. Based on race, gender sexuality, gen, um, mm-hmm. everyone's welcome. Yeah, definitely. We try to be, um, the term radically inclusive has, is something that we talk about and like, how do we just really make sure we're being welcoming to everybody. And that includes like digging into our own backgrounds and our, maybe our personal biases that we hold and really like thinking about those things when uh, we have folks come to our church who maybe have never experienced us before. And um, so we just work hard to 
I don't know, tackle, think about big issues um, that come with discrimination and um, yeah, discrimination, hate, I don't know, fear, inequity, injustice, yeah. kinds of things. And we know we're not perfect, but a lot of folks are really working hard on um, learning more about people from all different backgrounds and how we can really be radically inclusive and welcoming to all and not just in theory be welcoming to all. <laughs> really be in yes. practice. Be in practice. And, that, and that we all have to work on that. You know, I, I was talking to someone the other day and I said one of the examples I like to use is, is Stephen Hawking. He's one, he, he arguably was the Einstein of our generation. But if you saw Stephen Hawking, you're walking down the street and you saw him coming by in his wheelchair, would the first thing you thought of be, I bet that's the smartest man in the world? Probably not. Mm. And that's okay. But that's, that's a learning for yourself to think about as we see people, whether they're challenged physically or mentally or they come from a different background from what we do or a different part of the world or their experience is different than ours. We're all human and we've all been programmed in different ways. And so, and you mentioned too, people, a lot of times religion and spirituality, which can be so beautiful and empowering and enriching in your life. If it's used in the, in a hateful or controlling or fearful judgmental way, it can cause trauma. It can cause the opposite of the goodness it was supposed to bring. And so mm-hmm. we have to challenge ourselves as individuals as we see people and we meet new people and, and realize and be honest with ourselves as well. I might have some prejudice. I might have some, I might have some deep, I didn't know it. I thought I was the most open person in the world, but maybe I need to, this is a learning experience for me to understand somebody else's experience and journey and welcome them as another beautiful creation of God rather than have any judgment. Yeah. That sounds like a lot about what you're, what the, the community's about. Yeah, I think it is. That's, that's the work right there. And for you growing up, how did you, what was your journey like? You said you grew up in, in the, in the, church in the spiritual community was there a moment for you when you thought something you know talk about your journey a little bit and where your kind of awareness to oh i'm 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 going to be on a journey with this i'm gonna yeah sure um i did want to before we get too much further i wanted to just uh pull in a little a piece of our faith tradition which is to um light a a chalice at the beginning of our worship services. Um, I know that this is only going to be an audio, but I have my candle with me, my my chalice, and I thought I would just do a little um, reading that we share at our church services on Sundays. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Set the tone, awesome. And the, the chalice has been a symbol of our faith since, I think, in the 60s. No, no, no. It started in World War II, but modern times, it's um, people have many different interpretations of the flaming chalice, but often uh, it is included, like the light of reason, the warmth of community, and the flame of hope, um, things nice. like that is kind of what we 
envision the flame of the chalice to mean. So, and I'll actually just have say this to everybody. Take this opportunity to center yourself. Take a deep, slow breath in and out, and we will join our energy together and weave our thoughts and feelings with one another. Nice. May this flame kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the glow of love, the fire of commitment, and the light of truth. All right. My candle is burning. If you have a candle at home, feel free to light yours as well. That's an awesome part of Friday Night Spirit. Yes, that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Um, And as far as my own journey, let's see. So, yeah, I I grew up with a, a mother who is, a very spiritual person and she so she took me to the Unitarian Church to kind of define community and then she also was a part of um, actually something called IPM the inner peace movement which she's no longer a part of but it helped inform a lot of her spiritual kind of beliefs Um, and uh, so I I grew up learning about like energy and um, how to kind of keep your own force field of energy like clear and cleansed and um, ha- just a lot of – she did stuff with like spirits and um, I don't know, lots of different uh, kinds of spiritual work um, that's maybe not so mainstream. But so that was kind of her background. So I was kind of informed by some of that, but then – my experience in the church um, was just a really awesome community. They do, there's a really wonderful worship service, or not, sorry, not worship services, um, child, like Sunday school, we call it religious education, and there are just fabulous curriculums that are taught for all ages of kids um, within the UU faith, and one that was amazing to me was the middle school curriculum actually is a lot of churches still do this. It's called neighboring faiths, and we spend the whole year studying other religions and actually nice. going on like field trips and visiting different places. Um, so that was like so powerful. We went and got to go to the Buddhist temple. We went to a um, Hutterite community. We went to um, a large, like big Christian church. Um, with a band, you know, that kind of a a Christian church. And we went to, I think, a couple other places as well, Temple Beth Shalom. Um, So it was just like that was a lot of the focus of for youth programming was teaching about all the different world religions and Eastern philosophy. And um, I just think that was such a huge part of my upbringing was like learning more about learning that I'm not, my religion is not like, anything special like there's all these religions and I think that influenced I really feel like everyone's kind of just on their own path to find truth and meaning and whatever avenue you come to kind of through your life experience find that meaning like that is all of all of it is kind of the same to me um like we're all working to find some sense of connection and love and maybe we call it God. Um, but 
yeah, so that was a big part of my earlier years. And interesting because, and then we've talked a little bit, but more about the show and, and, I didn't know as much about your background, but it's 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 interesting because I was similar. I grew up with a mother that was very much a kind of a spiritualist and a medium, but also very Christian at the same time. Mm. And so I had a lot of experiences with that. And then I grew up in small towns in Michigan and Iowa, and on my own uh, in my younger teenage years through through like seventeen, eighteen, I would go to many different churches with the same idea. I want to see what these people are doing. I want to see what these people are doing. I want to see how they worship or how they take communion or, and, and, or how, you know, and I grew up in, in some communities that had uh, some of the Quaker communities and some of the Amish communities where I got there. And then, you know, later in life, I spent some time with some Buddhist monks and some Hare Krishna monks. And it was the same thing. You realize, wow, all these people are, you you hear the common thread, the common thread of love, the common thread of community, the common thread of, of uh, coming together in a way that you can all grow and experience. And, and there were some churches and I'm not down in one or the other, my experience, there were some churches I went to one time and that was enough. I was like, did not like the vibe, not for me. Good for them, but just didn't feel it. And then other ones that I was just like, wow, I'm going to keep coming here for a while because you guys are so great and I'm learning so much from you. And so it's it's so wonderful to hear that with the UU, that's part of their part of their teaching for the kids is to realize, hey, there are a lot of different people out here and we're all, we might have different experiences, we might have different perceptions, but we're all on the same journey yeah yeah it was really special to be raised that way um yeah and i also love that the unitarian universalist faith is a um we call it a living tradition so it's always evolving and changing and actually our denomination right now as a whole is in um we're going through some change and there's been a there's a commission that's been working to pretty much revise the seven or eight principles that we, that are kind of the center piece of our, like, you know, what we believe. And so it's kind of a, it's going to be a big overhaul, but they've been the part of our bylaws for our faith is that it's supposed to be, these are supposed to be reviewed every X number of years. And it's, it hasn't been reviewed since 1985, so we are kind of in the midst of a big um, shift and change, and there's a lot of people that really love what's happening, and then there's, there is a lot of pushback also, so there's kind of um, a lot happening within our national denomination at the moment, but uh, the group that is working to review all this, they've, they've done a really thorough job of getting input from people all across the country and so I'm kind of excited I'm really excited about the the changes that are coming kind of how we talk about who we are and I was just talking to a congregant um, at our community and he was expressing he was very like 
frustrated that he's like, well, why would we just throw out our principles? And, and I said, well, you know, I'm right there with you. Like I grew up with these. I love these principles. And so, yes, there is definitely a grieving process that I know a lot of us are going to go through just with a shifting identity. But once I've learned about what's being proposed for our new sources and, um, you know, the, what we share with people about who we are, I'm just very excited about it. So, yeah, I'm just, you caught us at an interesting, interesting time for our national faith, just much like interesting time for the, this country and the world, right? It's just lots of yeah. changes. We refer to it as like liminal times, you know, we're, we're in the liminal times right now. Oh, definitely. And I like that you said it's a living and growing. So even though, yes, there's going to be some moments of uncomfortness or uncomfortability or, or change, all, change always can bring some, some things up for us for humans. But by living and growing, and, I, and I've seen it happen even here in the, in, you've been here too, in, this, in, the, in the Northwest, where different denominations in different churches, even in the in the same town, we have Presbyterian churches here in town that are very welcoming and affirming, and then we have some Presbyterian churches that are very conservative. Um, and and I've watched and, and known people in my life that were involved in a lot of the different religions, from Catholic to Baptist to Seventh Adventist to Mormon. Um, I, I had a lot of work at one time uh, with some Mormon bishops who were sending. LGBT youth to me because the church wouldn't affirm them, but the bishops knew these people are creation to God and they need to be affirmed and they need to be loved. So they were like at this little like secret <laughs> uh, underground happening. And then I just heard recently that the it's been a long call and a long questioning, but the Mormon church is now coming out as affirming. And I knew already mm-hmm. that there were many affirming wards in our, in our, area but that that is a denomination and so that's been happening this this last five six years you see a lot of our long established religions from baptist to mormons seventh adventist to to catholic that are really starting to look hard at at things and decide what might need to be changed what might need to grow as, as our understanding and our spirituality grow so that we're more inclusive and more welcoming. Um, I was just watching the, just the other day, because uh, I have some family members that are Catholic. I was partially raised Catholic when I was really young and uh, have mm-hmm. godparents and things like that, and and saw that, you know, this this Pope has been very different in his approach to a lot of things and has been coming out more and more saying that we need to be more welcoming to more of the communities and more of the people in our world and and treat them with love and treat them with respect and it's it's interesting to watch as these as the some of the major religions are really going through this and one thing i knew from from my uh work in connection with some of the uu people is that just what you were saying is that they a, a wonderful difference i think with uu not not trying to be say anything about any of the rest but they've always had this thought that we're going to grow. We're going to evolve. Like you said, every so often we're going to go back and review things and bring a new awareness to it as part of their core, as part of mm-hmm. their being. 
which is just honestly refreshing <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to have to have that not just be something that you're forced at a certain time, but something that as practice, you're like every so often we're going to do this so that we can continue to grow as we grow in ways that make sense for ourselves and our community. That's, that's amazing. Um, are the principles ones that you can share or are they pretty, you're like, yeah, yeah, they're pretty, um, the, I've got a condensed version here. I can just read them real quick. Sure. Um, let's see. So the principles are not, uh, this is a quote from uh, Reverend Barbara Wells Penhove. The principles are not dogma or doctrine, but rather a guide for those of us who choose to join and participate in the Unitarian Universalist religious communities. So the first one is the inherent worth and dignity of every person, uh, justice, equity, and compassion in human relations, acceptance of one another, and encouragement to spiritual growth in our congregations, a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. Uh, Number five, the right of conscience and the use of the democratic process within our congregations and in society at large. And six, the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. And the seventh principle, Respect for the interdependent web of all existence. Wow. That's, yeah, that's beautiful. And, and you said what's going on right now is kind of a review of more of the detail with that or some of the source materials that might be included. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, that, those principles are, they live within the bylaws for our like national faith. So it's, a review of the that section of the bylaws, and so they're kind of um, there's almost like streamlined um, everything and kind of I don't know updated things. I'm trying to see if I can find I don't I don't have it access to it at the moment, but I know that. Somewhere in my email, there's a I have a great chunk of kind of what the new text is going to look like. Um, it's just not up on the website yet because it's not official. But All right, everybody has to see that. And I know I've been monopolizing the co-host time. Adam, I know you have some questions for Sarah as well. <laughs> yes. Um, I... Uh, uh, well, I, I mean, she's covered a lot already, but um, <clears throat> what do you see your mission as within the INUUC? Oh, beautiful, yeah. Hmm. Like my personal mission or kind of our church's mission? Uh, like your own personal mission within the church. Okay. Um, well, I guess... And there's probably a, a kind of a lot to that, but one thing that does come to mind is that I think a lot of a lot of churches, different denominations of churches, are recognizing that church is shifting. I think, especially since maybe the pandemic, a lot of ways that church used to always happen has has shifted a bit. And we also know that a lot of faiths aren't growing, or um, they're not like gaining younger members. 
the concept of right. church is starting to become kind of outdated, um, at least in its old sense. So one thing that I kind of have felt is a personal mission of mine is there are not a ton of younger folks within the Inland Northwest UU community. And I've sort of dedicated my, this last two years of serving on the board, I've just really put myself in there and just try to be some, I want to help kind of be a catalyst to get the folks who've been within this faith for a long time. I kind of want to help be this person that helps shift um, shift the way we do church and kind of reevaluate how do we get, um, how do we become a space that younger folks want to come to and like what programming can we implement? How can we take youth voices and hear them and really like implement their thoughts and ideas? Cause I think our youth have so much to teach us. Um, so I think kind of bringing that youthful energy and that, Hey, let's think about, you know, we don't have to do things the way they've always been done. We can think outside the box. We can be creative. Um, maybe we need to completely flip how church looks and not meet on Sunday mornings. So I'm kind of trying to bring those ideas forward, and I'm aware that I'm not going to be able to um, create all the change that I might love to see, but right. being able to plant those seeds and help, help, the, help other folks kind of think more about that subject, I guess. That's awesome, and because the youth is the future, right? That's we develop something and 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 create a space where they can grow and learn and become more aware, and that they're the ones that twenty, thirty years from now are going to be the ones taking it forward. That's that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I just love the. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'll tack on one more thing. It's also. There's only been one UU church within Spokane for, for decades, and we are the second, you know, community to come up, which I think is awesome. I think most most metro areas in the country have multiple UU um, communities happening, especially on the East Coast. There's a dense, um, dense amount of UU communities and churches. So I think just also helping Spokane have another Unitarian Universalist presence and putting that, putting our good energy and, and love really into the world and into Spokane is another just personal mission. Nice. And that, yes, that's, it's, it's needed and we're growing, we're growing. We're an area that can support that (laughs) for sure. What else did you have, Adam? And maybe she answered a lot already, but what, what, do you have a couple other ones that, um, well, I was curious, um, what other types of things does the INUUC participate in? Sure, yeah. Like, so we – oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, like activities or whatever that you guys do there? <clears throat> yeah. We are um, unique because we started on Zoom. So we formed – really our, our community started with, like, town halls on zoom where we all got together and um, figured out how to start a community. And we stayed on zoom only for quite a while. Just, I think 
I guess over a year ago, maybe closer to two years ago, I'm, I can't remember exactly, we, we started renting an office space from the um, Westminster United Church of Christ uh, Church in downtown Spokane. And we have an office space there now, and we are able to rent rooms there. And then we've also rented some other facilities in town to hold services. So we do a weekly Sunday worship service, which our goal is we're still mostly on Zoom. So if you go to our website, you can get info about how to get the Zoom link to our weekly services there at 1030 a.m. Pacific time. And those are called our, we call those soul weaving services. And that's kind of how this whole church was born was out of a group of folks who came together and started creating these worship services. And then we kind of just formed the church around that. Um, And so currently now we have, we do have a small, um, small but mighty LGBTQ uh, group for mostly folks who identify as one of those identities and we've gotten together monthly at nine club downtown Spokane, um, mm-hmm. just have a little hangout gathering. So that's been going on. Um, we participated in Spokane's pride event last summer and we've got, we're trying to get some more just fun community activities going. We do have like a game night kind of coming up and what else are we doing? We're, there's a lot of circles that have formed within our church, but they're all, we're still really working on setting the foundations for a church. So, you know, we have a set of bylaws, but those are kind of, we're reviewing those and making sure that these like foundational things um, are in place. So we've got, you know, folks that are working on hoping to get the OWL curriculum off the ground, which stands for our whole lives. And it's a, uh, really comprehensive, really awesome, affirming um, sexual education program that is, it has different sections for like little kids all the way through high schoolers. And obviously the material um, varies quite a bit to fit those different age groups. But um, we're trying to get that program started and we're actually partnering with United Church of Christ um, to work on that. And we're trying to partner with the, the other Unitarian Church in town as well. Um, so we can hopefully get some good programming going for kids in that regard. And we, yeah, are, are we trying to get in-person worship services going? That's kind of our, we've had a few and our big focus right now is like, okay, we need to make these consistent and regular. Um, so we're trying to figure out the best location at the moment. Um, yeah. And we did hire a minister. So we've had uh, just a part-time minister who's been amazing. Her name's Reverend Crystal Zerfoss and um, she's just been a one-year position and sadly she can't stay on with us for another contracted term, but it was really awesome to, to have a minister and start to have more of that um, presence for us because we've all just been a lay led community so far. Right. Well, and it's, it's all growing and, and it's, I just love everything you're talking about. That owl—that sounds amazing, and and, uh, and 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 being, you know, part of the community for since 1990. I'm well aware of the Westminster United Church of Christ, very supportive in the community, and also a place, you know, 
like welcoming of you, and they've been welcoming of many different faiths over the years to use their in the beautiful historic downtown building, and and they're just great people. They're just very loving mm-hmm. people themselves, and and their approach and and their idea that again they have their way of you know their their denomination, but also they they've just always been open to everybody and everything. You know, I, I was part of P Flag for a number of years. They were very responsive for us having events mm-hmm. there, um, and uh, and worked with me for a number of years. I did the wedding at Pride. The, uh, commitment ceremonies that we used to do and uh, one of the pastors there when I was first starting off gave me her soul and some of her other things to robe and things so that I could you know present well because uh, I was just starting with what I was doing and yeah they're just they're they're a blessing to this community as well and I'm just when when uh, we were talking and then also talking with Adam and he said that you were working with you know they were working providing space I was like oh how wonderful because in the two great groups working together mm-hmm. that are very loving and very encouraging of and, and welcoming in the community. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's been great to even just like we're all, we're all very aligned in a lot of social justice ways too. So our church doesn't have a lot of things established as far as committees to do different kinds of work in the community. Um, so we've been able to kind of partner with them and, join them for some different um, one-off kind of events. And then also I think we have a few folks who are trying to be more regularly involved in some of their um, social justice kind of teams. So that's just been really cool to be able to join forces and see like, how can we partner on these things? And they've been really wonderful. We're very grateful for, for them. And if people do want to find out more, we have it as part of the show's description but I know people listen in a lot of different ways. So if you are listening and you're not at a place where you can actually see the show's description at the moment, inuuc.org. Inuuc.org is where you go and all the information you need to find out more about the Unitarian Universalist community that's forming here. They, and then, and then, uh, and Sarah and I were talking about when we were before the show, but you, they have a spot there that you can, and I think I did it. I'm going to have to go back and make sure I did, uh, <laughs> submitted it. But you can go and subscribe to their newsletter, and then you're going to get the links to their different events and updated on what's happening. So no matter where you are, I mean, this obviously this is, this is happening in this inland northwest Spokane community, but the nice thing about Zoom and the nice thing about 2023 is that there's many ways, and you might be out there listening and be somewhere around the world right now. You might be in Japan or New Zealand or Canada or Colombia. And if you're listening and some of this is touching you or some of this is, is, is you're feeling spirit leading you, reach out. Go to the website. Do the, uh, sign up. Become part of the community. Maybe you can work together and start forming communities in your area. This is a this is a beautiful moment for this community that's coming together. And I know that we do have a worldwide audience. And so don't think that if you live somewhere else, this doesn't mean you. A, you may have Unitarian Universalists right around you in your community, and B, you may be able to be a, a inspirational piece of what's happening here. 
So check that out and make that a place, uh, a space that you go and kind of uh, educate yourself as to everything that they have available. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter so that then you can hear about the events that are going on and the ways that you might be able to participate, even if you are coming from a different place. Yeah, uh, and I will Adam, say too you, that. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, no, I just go ahead. You go. <laughs> we have been really intentional about making sure our services are hybrid, even when they're in person. Um, so, you know, even if we start moving to more in person regularly, we have our Zoom technology like very down, and um, so you'll be able to see the speaker and also the audience. And we're trying to make it as hybrid as possible because I know it's. Um, you're not always very interactive when you're on Zoom, but we are trying. And, yeah, the newsletter gets updated every week, and it's really the best um, the best place to get most current information. So sign up on the website. The website we work on updating as best we can, too, but we are all volunteer run. So it is, um, you know, it's kind of hard to keep up everything. So the newsletter is really the, the best place to go, and it's a emailed newsletter. Nice. Did you have any other questions, Adam? I know she said she asked. She's been so wonderful at talking about her story that a lot of the questions for me too got she answered by her by telling her story, which is awesome. Did you did you have other ones though? Uh, um, no, it. She pretty much answered them all. <laughs> nice. Now for you, Sarah, did you always you know being raised the way you were? Did you see yourself always as being? involved and possibly in leadership or is that something that kind of evolved yeah when I got into high school I had I I had a really great mentor um, and youth advisor who kind of tapped me connected me into the larger faith community so we have like regions of region of several states that form regions and then um, the National Unitarian Universalist Association. And we used to have a district as well, which is like a smaller part of the region. And they would have events hosted by the district and the region um, and like national events too. So when I got tapped into the, the larger Unitarian Universalist community, um, that was incredible because I, all I had really known was Spokane and there wasn't, there, you know, there was a lot of youth, but it wasn't, um, there wasn't a ton of great leadership opportunities or programming for us. Um, so getting connected with the, the district, I started going to like conferences a couple times a year with hundreds of other UU youth. And that was so amazing and empowering. And I started getting into more of a leadership role after I went to a, um, a, le- a week-long leadership camp. Um, for high schoolers called Goldmine Youth Leadership. And that, from that point on, I, I did really, I th- I've often thought about going to seminary school, which still is, uh, still is, comes into my mind often. So I still think about that potential. And I got to lead a few worship services at church and I always loved being a part of worship and also singing in the choir. Um, and then I think the last the f- a few years when I was in college, I kind of was a little just disheartened with the religion in general. And um, even during the pandemic, it's I tapped a lot more into my spiritual side and 
wasn't as involved with the church at the very beginning of the pandemic. And um, so I definitely have I've really identified as a Unitarian Universalist for a long time, but my own kind of spiritual development has really um, been happening more and more over the last couple of years. And as I've gotten deeper into meditation and um, yoga and actually breath work um, has been amazing, inc- incredible tool to uh, learn more about myself and tap into that like inner wisdom and that like one heart that we kind of all share. I don't know. Um, so that has been my own personal journey, which I would like to share that more with my church community. Cause I don't, we don't, a lot of people don't talk about their own spiritual past much. And I, that's something I'd like to see more of happening is just sharing about what are our own personal practices and things that, you know, give us life and energy to keep putting, doing good out in the world. Yes. And, and I'm glad you shared it because listeners of the show know that I've talked about, really talk about the breath work and taking time to take some relaxing breath, taking time to have some time of meditation and peaceful connection. So many ways that you can approach that, that might fit for you, but it's, it's yours. It's your personal experience. It's your personal connection. And that is so vital to keeping our hearts and our souls inspired and motivated and, and cleansed from the hate and the fear and the division and the uh, judgment that is, that is a part of our world. Right. And I forget how you worded it, but, you know, we're in the, we are in this transitional period right now. And as individuals, it's important that we have that experience. And I, I, I champion you in saying, yeah, share that with other people. Because then as we share, not that everybody might want to do it or understand it or perceive it the same exact way, but then it gives voice to how different people's experiences are leading them to this place. And I think... When I've talked to people, and even on our call-in show we just did earlier this week, and we had a various background of people talking about all feeling the same way, that these past couple years have been a time of introspection and personal experience, that now it seems like each of us are in this place that it's, okay, now it's time for me to to share this. Now it's time for me to to be part of bringing goodness and love and and respect and justice for all into this world and and it's beautiful to hear that you've you've experienced the same and and that it's important it's not just about reading a book or listening to a good sermon which is great and that's wonderful i love how you how you they you call your gathering a soul weaving beautiful beautiful mm-hmm. that's you know that's mm-hmm. uh and we each have this ability inside of we all have our talents our inspiration our wisdom to share but we we have to have those moments that are our personal experiences that are very individual and that and that we take those moments whether it's prayer whether it's meditation whether it's going on a walk out in nature whether it's listening to some beautiful music like we sometimes have on the show, it's finding your way 
to create that peace and that connection because so much comes from our heart. And like, as you said, our, our shared heart, some people call it the universal flow. Uh, I was talking to a friend the other day who's, you know, he says, <clears throat> Charles, I think what I call the Holy Spirit, you call the light. And I said, I did, you're right, my friend. You're right. I call mm-hmm. it love and light and source, and you call it God, Holy Spirit, and Jesus. Same thing. Same, we, mm-hmm. we're, we're connecting with the same energy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Anything else you'd like to share that you feel people might want to know? And then I know that you have a little bit of a meditation that you wanted to share with us as well. But before that, is there any, anything else that you'd like to share that's coming, spirit coming to you tonight and saying, share this? Well, nothing is, is super coming to mind. Um, I guess just that piece there of, I love that within my faith, I can, tap into um, different types of spirituality and like learn about different like Hindu gods and breath work and um, do magic rituals and things. And like, that's all stuff that I can bring to my community and share at my church community. And, um, and that actually has not always been the case for me, even within Unitarian Universalism, I've not always felt comfortable truly being my true authentic self and bringing all that to the table um and so it's been liberating to to be a part of this new community where i really feel like well received and like people are excited to hear about each other's different paths and and this podcast just talking about this right now is reminding me that it's i i do want to i want to be sharing more of that with with folks and everyone should be sharing their authenticity as much as possible because that is really what liberates all of us is when we really are authentic so yes yeah, we share we, it, it helps us and it helps everyone else that hears it mm-hmm. yep it does and it, and i you know i as you you know you said it's kind of changed over the years or gotten you know i can say my first introduction which was back i want to i want to say mid 90s some point <laughs> i was doing a workshop series that I do called the path to total consciousness and a few people from the UU church were taking it. And then they said, you need to, at that time, a different pastor now and things I'm sure but at that time they said, you need to come meet our pastor and, and come. And so I came to a couple of the services, brought my daughter. She really enjoyed it. And, uh, and then they actually had, had me do a path to total consciousness intro and they had me come and present. And, and I said, well, you know, I'm going to be talking about mind, body, spirit, and I'm going to be talking about meditation. I'm going to talk about this. And they said, yeah, and welcome. And I was like, really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, other times when I filled, I filled in for pastors at different churches before, and I've often been told, now this is the way you're going to have to do this, and this is the way you're going to have to say this, and this is the way this is going to be. Do you have a problem with that? But I was very, even then, felt so welcomed and then, and then just in participating was like, wow, they really encourage everyone to come and they teach, like you said, all the different things that you can learn. And they're all, one doesn't negate the other. They, they're all part of the one. So it's not like, oh, if I'm going to learn about a Hindu God, oh gosh, now I'm off the Christian path. Nope. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. 
you're, they're all connected. Uh, yeah. No. And I have a good friend of mine, and he is a retired Methodist minister, but he's like, he, he says, I always try to remind people, Jesus wasn't a Christian. Jesus was Jesus. <laughs> he, was, he was sharing a message of oneness and love and all. There was no church. There was no religion. There was just yeah. him sharing this message of oneness and this message of love. And, and what I love, the number one commandment, love yourself and all those around you as God and I love you. You know, that's, that's the message. And then our experiences and our way of interpreting and, and experiencing that message becomes our individual path. So it sounds like you guys have all that rocking and rolling right now. <laughs> yeah, and I will finally just say that um, we actually do have an in-person worship service this coming Sunday. So if anyone's listening from Spokane, um, it'll actually be at the Finch Arboretum. Arboretum. Um, there's a building there called the Woodland Center. So this coming yeah. Sunday, 10.30 a.m., we will be worshiping in person. Um, and we'll have the, the wonderful um, Madeline McNeil, who's a Spokane uh, native, I believe. She's going to share her philosophy that the voice is an embodied instrument, and she'll bring a mindful attention to the structure of the voice and how that will help us better understand the soulful nature of our bodies. So. I just invite everyone to join us, check us out. That is awesome, and that's an awesome place as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're trying out I for the first the, time. And we're going to make a quick switch here <laughs> on the uh, engineering end. Make there we go. <laughs> made a quick switch there so that I could help. And if you're ready, we'll go play a little bit of music and let you lead us tonight in a spiritual meditation prayer. All right. Well, thank you. This has been really fun. Yes. Thank you for being on. And everyone, check out their website. Sign up for the newsletter. There's many ways we can all work together, and, and this has always been a beautiful community, and this new community, that's this multi-generational community that's coming together, and I like that in the description, uh, Sarah shared that this multi-generational community that values play and fun and prioritizes social justice and spiritual nourishment. How beautiful is that? And what we're going to do tonight is let some music start. And Sarah's going to guide you into a beautiful meditation. Then we're going to let the music play us out. So if you're there and you're meditating and you're using this as a spiritual connection, a spiritual awareness for you, you can allow yourself to just, if you're listening, I know some people are listening, have told me they're listening in the weather as they're getting ready to sleep at night or they're listening and they want to go into their own meditations. So we will, once Sarah starts the meditation, when, her, when she finishes, we'll have some music that plays us out so that you can just use tonight, your Friday night spiritual night, or whenever you're listening to this through the weekend, you can use this as your meditation, your connection to mind, body, and spirit. 
And thank you again, Sarah. And I would love to have you back. And, and I know I'm going to be reaching out to you outside of the show to hear more about you and everything that's happening because I'm intrigued and I, uh, I'm, I'm really happy we had this time together tonight. Awesome. Thanks, Charles. Yeah, same. I'm glad. Glad you guys reached out to me. Thank you. Yes. And that came from Adam. Adam became aware of things and, and himself says he needs to participate more than he has been. He's like, I've been hearing things and, and talking and seeing some things, but I'm ready to get more involved too. So it, it's all perfect timing. So my friends, before Sarah starts, I want to remind everybody that the beautiful music that you are listening to on the show is from Elizabeth Defreas. And she's done over 30 years of creating original meditation and spiritual music. You can listen to her music anytime you want to at Heart Sounds by Elizabeth.com. There's albums of her music for you just to listen to anytime that you want to. There's also a little tip jar there where you can say, thank you, Elizabeth. Your, your music has blessed me. Uh, she's also told me that she's now on many of the streaming platforms. So if you copy her, copy and paste her name, you can you can have much of her music that you can listen to whenever you'd like to. I've been blessed to be, I've used her music for over 30 years with her permission and blessing. We sometimes, she sometimes come in person and played. And we also look, we're going to take this next week off, but in February, I'm planning on having Elizabeth back on the show, but much thanks to her and her beautiful music. And with that, I will start, start some of that beautiful music for you and let Sarah guide us all on, on a beautiful spiritual connection tonight. Mm. You can begin to take some deep breaths or maybe just get connected to your breath. Notice it. Where are you at in this moment? Do you have shallow breaths or deep breaths? And then start to take a moment to assess where your body's at. Are there parts of your being that are holding the tension, holding the stress from life? Is there any way that you can soften any of those tense spots? I like to remember that the breath, our own breath, is such a powerful tool. I even like to visualize it as if if I have a pain and say my, my back's hurting, I will imagine my breath flowing into that region of my body and getting that deep breath in there. It is a wonderful tool that can sometimes relieve pain um, if you allow it to. So keep focused on your breath and Notice your feet on the earth or wherever you are. Maybe you're in your bed. Maybe you're on the ground. Notice that connection that you have to the ground or to a surface. As you continue to breathe, imagine 
your energy flowing down from you down towards the earth sometimes I like to visualize myself as if I'm in a um, like an embryonic fluid sac or a uterus sac and I imagine an umbilical cord coming down from me and going straight into the earth our mother all of our mother and letting that energy go deeper and deeper as that energy flows deeper I think about releasing the tension from my eyes are there ways that you can soften your face Take a second to notice that tension that we hold in our face, our brow, our smile. Breathe into those places and then let them sink away. Let the tension flow down, down into the earth where it can be renewed and recycled and turned into something else the earth will hold it all for us Hmm. as you if you when you are feeling grounded when you feel like you have kind of settled into Maybe that calmer place. You're not so focused on the day's worries or stress. When you arrive, take another deep breath with me. I like to go in through my nose, out through my mouth. Adding an audible exhale, a nice sigh can be so helpful to further release and let go and let the earth ground you. Now, if you will, imagine your energy has been cleansed in the core of the earth and renewed and refreshed and start to feel that energy flow up through the earth, through the core of the earth, through all the layers, back up to the soil, and back up through the, I don't know, the cement and the wood and the foundation of the structure that you were in, and feel that energy start to come back to your feet feel that refreshed renewed energy flow up through you and send it into your heart send that refreshed earth energy 
right into your heart and take a moment to notice how that feels. <sighs> what comes up for you when you think about sending that energy to your heart? Does your heart have something that it wants you to hear? Is there something lying underneath the surface waiting for you to notice it and give it the attention that it wants? Maybe it's an idea. Maybe it's a thought. Maybe it's um, a journey that you're being called to go on, a new endeavor that you're being called to start. Maybe it's about withdrawing from something, maybe getting out of a commitment that you're in or a relationship or a job. Listen to your heart's song. What lies there for you? Keep breathing. Breathing easy. Releasing control. Remember that you can keep, with each breath, you can keep drawing that earth calm, grounded energy back into your being that is always available to you. I know for myself, it takes some time to slow down sometimes to get to that point where I can feel that energy coming up. But remember, each breath coming up through your being, spreading light and love, into the crevices, the dark spaces within you. Mm. You are a divine being of love. We all are. We all breathe the same air. We all drink the same water. We all have beating hearts and we all have something to share with this world. Sometimes we pigeonhole ourselves towards one path or one direction, never taking the time to hear what our own bodies or hearts may be yearning for us to do or tap into. we have the power to shift we make choices constantly and I know it's you know changing your whole life that's not accessible all the time for us but there are always little choices that we can make to start to shift our own realities and maybe get more aligned with what is speaking to us in our souls amazing what may come up 
and it may be something you've never expected or thought of, but our bodies and our souls hold wisdom that is waiting to be recognized. And as we leave you this evening, just keep remembering that you can quiet your mind and Allow your heart to share its heart song with you and then maybe can then begin to spread that into the world more, fuller, deeper, you know, however you can. Share that light within you with all of us because we sure need each other to come alive. And our breath can be that tool that begins us on that journey. <sighs> be well. Thank you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.